Mum for others. I am called Father Walter Muna Mashamba. I come from Uganda. I'm a Catholic priest in the Diocese of Kasese, the western part of Uganda. Well, my life as a priest, or my call as a priest, I just received my call, or I started admiring the life to the priesthood when I was a very young boy. I remember very well I was in Form 4 and I used to be an altar boy. So at one time when I was young, and that was the time when Uganda was having a rebel group by that time under the presidency of Yoweri Museveni, when he was in charge of our region, my thinking changed. When I saw young boys joining the army, I decided with my other friends who went into the army. But as young boys, we went and told the army officer, said, we want to become soldiers. We want to liberate our country. Then here, one of the, that was Letro Gemma, he said, but your young boys, you're studying. He said, yeah, we have seen also our brothers. They are young boys also. We want to join. We want to hold guns and really liberate our country. So we went for a training. Later on, after that training, my dad came and said, no, you will not proceed. So I remember the army officer, Rujema, said, please follow what your father has told you. You can still liberate this country in another way. So we went back home with my dad. He counseled me and told me I can still be a soldier in another way. But well, I did not know which way I would be a soldier. So I continued with the school. Then when we are finishing our Form 7 or Primary 7 in our country, I decided to go and do the interviews for the minor seminary. Later on I passed them. I was admitted to the minor seminary. We were seven who joined the minor seminary from my place, from my parish. Then we joined and we started our life the minor seminary. Life seemed to have been so nice because there are certain things which I couldn't imagine uh, in the minor seminary. We thought perhaps people keep it's a quiet place, there's no life, you cannot even have football there, you cannot even dance. But when I read there, the first time we had our teacher, a priest called Father Bailon, he passed away. When we were being welcomed, he taught us how to dance. Then I said, wow, if we can dance here, if Father can teach us how to dance, I think I will continue with this life. So, when we went back for holidays, my mom asked me, do you love the seminary? I said, yeah. My mom never loved me to be in the seminary, although my father did. So my mom said, well, it's upon you. So we went on like that, day by day, then when I was completing my secondary education, my parents 
asked me, Walter, are you ready to go to the major seminary? Won't you bring us shame? Suppose your chest. Then I told them, I think if it's a calling, we leave it to God. So my father told me, no, you have to put this into writing. So as a young boy, I wrote some few words. I wrote a letter to my father, committing myself that if it's a calling, I think I will. Let's give it to the Lord. So I went to the major seminary for my philosophy. So when we came back home for holidays, well, in the place where I grew up, priesthood was not something that really would attract many people because it's called Klembe Mines, an industrial place where there are a number of professionals. So, well, people are saying, of all things, why priesthood? Why priesthood? Well, I moved on. And as I told you previously that we are seven in number, by the time I went to the major seminary, I remained alone. So I went on with life. My sister at one time told me, Walter, why don't you live this life? Come and join us in the university. Well, I felt like really living, but again I asked her, why? She says, I don't see any future in priesthood. Then I said, give me a chance. So we went on. At the time when she was graduating, she again told me, I think, Walter, if it's a call, better become a priest. Because we need a priest too in our family. Well, I laughed and said, why do you contradict yourself? What has changed your mind? Then she said, no, I have seen we need a spiritual father in our family. Let some of us do the other work, secular work, but do the spiritual part for our family. So when I had just completed my philosophy, that's when my daddy fell sick and actually he died. And I remember his words before leaving this world. He said, I will not see you as a priest, but I already see you as a priest now. I will always pray for you and intercede for you. That was something painful. The last words of my father. But I said, since he has given me words of encouragement, I think God has a reason why he is calling me. And later on, my mom, who was against my calling, she changed. She changed and said, I think we need you as a priest. Walter, we need you as a priest. Then I told her, since the Virgin Mary, who is our spiritual mother, always intercedes for us, both of you should do the work of interceding for Walter. And so interesting, mom took a metanoia. She changed her way of living. She became even charismatic. She became a regionary. And we started moving together in our spiritual journey. When I went for my theology, she used to encourage me so much. Now when I was going for theology, 
I sat down and asked myself, Dad is dead. Why this life? So I also got another crisis of saying I better leave. I don't see anything good in the priesthood. Remember, in the past, my sister, my mother were saying, Oh, we don't see anything good there. Now this time, it was my turn. I was being challenged towards the vocation to the priesthood. So, I helped a friend of mine, a seminarian too, when I shared with him my crisis. Then he asked me, he said, Walter, if you can say you want to live, what about us? We have always seen you a serious man. What has happened? Then I went back. I remember one time I went before the Blessed Sacrament. I cried before Jesus. I said, there must be something wrong. I asked Jesus, do you really want me a priest? And I remember taking one hour with him. Then I told him, if you want me a priest, the rest I leave them to you. Never disappoint me. So, there again I picked my life, we went on. I became a deacon, was a then deacon, accompanied by my mother. Later on I became a priest, ordained a priest. And I started my work as a priest. My first appointment I worked with the youth. I was in charge of the youth in the whole diocese for eight years. It was so challenging working with the young people. Yes, I was still young, I was a youth like them. But one thing, I looked at myself as their father, their spiritual father. I did not look at myself as a youth because that would also spoil my work, my ministry. We moved on with them, spiritually, socially, economically, and life was so good. Later on, I was also given another appointment. I became a parish priest in one of the parishes in our diocese, where I was holding both the youth at the same time parish priest. Quite challenging. I was parish priest for five years, but during this period, in the parish where I was working, there were very few people coming to church. They were all busy working in the factory, cement factory. And I used to ask myself, God, what can we do to these people? And in that parish at the same time, we had a number of challenges. People were having, were enslaved by devils, some were also going to witchcraft. So, this meant that I had to change my way of doing my ministry. I entered into healing and deliverance ministry, where whenever we moved into our station churches, when they bring the sick who are being enslaved by the devil, there I came into now into the ministry of healing. I remember one time I got challenged. 
They brought me a young boy who was blind. Then the parents were telling me, Father, this young boy, yesterday when it rained, he went and played outside. Shortly then he became blind. We've gone to the hospital. They have said there is no explanation. So they are telling us perhaps we try India. These were poor Christians who could not even afford to go to India for medication. Then they were saying, Father, before we leave, give us a prayer. Pray for this young boy. Then I looked into myself. I said, Jesus, this is a big challenge. Jesus, what am I going to do? They are not only asking for prayer, but they want healing. So I said, well, Jesus, the priesthood I own is your priesthood. So I told those people who are around, I said, let us pray for this young boy. So I remember telling Jesus, you healed the blind. Do your healing here. So we prayed for the young boy and after praying I said, I wish you well, I wish you a safe journey. If I told you get the money. So I remember the parents crying, saying, Father, we do not have the money. We do not have the money. So I told them, trust in the Lord. So I left and went back to the parish. So one time it was a Wednesday when I would always meet my Christians, those who have what we call surgery here, the parish priest or pastor's surgery. So when I was in the office, I saw the mother of this young boy coming to me. And she started crying. Then I asked her, what has gone wrong? Is the boy dead? said, Father, I do not have ways of how I can explain this to you. The young boy is outside. He's able to see. I said, what? He said, no, after you had prayed over him, we went back home. His sight was restored. I called the young man. I said, are you really the... I was the one because I had my my phone. I had to take a snap of him. And before even praying over him, I made sure to verify whether it's real blindness. The boy was actually blind. But now he was able to see, he was able to walk. That happened into my life as a priest. And I said, Jesus, I've seen you have the power. And that made me change my ministry. And I entered into the ministry of healing and deliverance. And that has really changed my life. I've realized that indeed, when we entrust ourselves to Jesus as priests, He can do wonders in our lives. We only need to be in union with Him. Because after all, the priesthood we have is His priesthood. He's our driver. This also shows that when we really entirely give ourselves to Him, He does it all. But at times, we underlook ourselves and say, Whom am I? Whom am I? And at the end of it all, we forget that it is his priesthood. It is his priesthood. 
And really, I've always treasured up today my mother, who is my earthly and biological mother, my intercessor. In my time as a priest, the years I'm as a priest, my mother has always been on my side. Even when life, when I feel really I have challenges, crisis in my priesthood, my mother is always on my side. Meaning, I have two parents. My mother interceding for me, Mother Mary, my spiritual mother, on the other side interceding for me. What a power. I'm in the middle of two parents, two mothers. So, I know there are also other priests, my brother, priests all over the world, who are experiencing a number of things in their lives. They have also other testimonies to give. But also I add on, let us accept Jesus. Let us be in union with Christ. Let us love the Eucharist. Let us love our mother Mary. And our ministry will not be a burden. Our ministry, we shall love it. And Jesus will use us in our ministry. We shall do wonders in our ministry. And we shall never grow tired of serving Christ. I thank the Lord for the gift of priesthood. And I will never regret it having become a priest. I should have been a soldier. But today, I'm a soldier for Christ. I should have held a gun. But today, I'm holding Christ. Today, I'm able, through His power, to invite Christ to transform wine into His blood. The host made out of wheat into his body. The greatest miracle. I thank the Lord for this day and for this short testimony for my life as a priest. And I pray for myself that God may always hold me to continue trusting him, loving him, and serving him as a priest that I may die as a priest as a priest and of course all of us as priests we pray that we may be holy priests because we are called the life of holiness which is a challenge day by day we have to call on Christ to help us to be holy so that we may also help Christians to live holy life